Hello, this is Steve Holler. I'm your Indiana Dental Association president, and I want to bring to you another presidential podcast. I'm very excited to have David James with me tonight to talk about Locate Strategy. This is a cool service that I have recently used for my practice and thought I would share it with the dentists across Indiana. David is the CEO of Locate Strategy. David, I'm glad to have you here tonight. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, before we jump in, I just want to give a shout out to my fellow Hoosiers. You know, my business card says I live in central Ohio, but I was born in Fort Wayne, grew up in Adams County, went to Adams Central and then graduated from Huntington University and actually lived in Huntington for about 12 years and started my CPA career there and saw both my sons born in Fort Wayne and then went to central Ohio for career purposes. But my heart Still with the Hoosiers, IU basketball, all the way. I'll tell you what, we love to hear that. And, and I will tell you, politically, this is something you might not know, but politically, Indiana and Ohio are tied together by something called the 7th District. So we serve at the national level, level together. So uh, we love our partners in Ohio. We're glad you're here. Tell everyone about what Locate Strategy is. Well, Locate, for short, was, was founded in 2009. And after a couple of years of development in 2011, we went to market with a proprietary interactive web engine that was unique in the industry that integrated the best demographic data, the best practitioner database and, and, and mapping so we could make it interactive. And, and our mission, Steve, is to help people and help communities. And we do this by you know, helping the dent dentists in the dental industry determine the best potential locations for their practices in using this tool to, to figure out the best place to go. And we also do this by helping existing practices where we can create a baseline of the market for existing practices. You know, guys that have been heads down for many, many years and they're working hard and, you know, the, the market can change without them realizing it. And it's a great, great way to get a baseline of where they currently stand. And we do this by analyzing competition ratios and demographic data. And, but what makes us unique is that we do so using what, what's called census block group technology. And we'll get into that a little further, but the essence of it is we don't look at data by using existing governmental boundaries you know, like zip codes or cities or counties, because those are typically 99% of the time they're irrelevant to a typical dentist market. So, you know, we, we were the best in the industry already. And, and as we speak, we're putting, uh, putting our technology puts the dental industry on par with what the big boys use, the Walmarts of the world. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, your application, how, how did you find your way? Because you're a CPA by, by training as well. How, how did you find your way to the dental industry? Well, it's an interesting story. And like I said, in 2009, I was doing CPA, but mostly CFO consulting. And, and I've been doing this for 35 years. I'm, I'm a little older than you. We won't go into how much, but just a little <laughs> bit. You know, my, you may have me on the gray hair side, but we're pretty close, man. But um, you know, so I've been in a ton of different industries and, and I was just talking to a friend that was in the dental industry and he, and he was saying he was just frustrated because there were not any good tools available to help a dentist figure out where to like locate their practice. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. I mean, you know, you well, what did you, uh, what did you find out after you did a little more recon? 
Well, what's interesting, I have a software industry background, so that intrigued me. I've been a CFO of a couple software companies, and I found, you know, after I did some due diligence, I really found out three quick things, okay? First and foremost, the, the most undeniable truth in the industry that not one person that I've talked to in 12 years has ever refuted, and that's location is the number one factor that determines the success of a dental practice. It's indisputable, you know, and most people, when I say that to them, they look at me like, I'm like, duh, well, of course, you know, everybody gets that, you know, but, but what's interesting is that no one knows how to go about making the decision. Okay. It takes forever to decide. There's a lot of uncertainty and a ton of fear, you know, and in the end, most people kind of pick a busy intersection and pray like crazy that it works. And, and, um, you know, usually, 95% of the time, it's not the best choice for them. The second thing was that my friend was right. The, the existing tools that were out there were completely irrelevant. And, and there wasn't anything cost effective that they could use because, you know, the stuff that I said the big boys use would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to license. And, and so it just wasn't available or practical at the individual dentist level. And thirdly was the biggest surprise. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm a CFO, I'm a consultant. I think strategically about dental industries and every client is like, you know, how does this fit? Okay. And, and, and I found that everybody thinks that location is kind of a one-off decision. Okay. You make it, you're done, you're good to go. Check that box. Off we go. And we're, you know, we're, we're off serving, serving the, the, the community. But what I found is I created a term called quote unquote location strategy because there's so many factors that go into location that, that apply to any practice at any stage of their life cycle. Whether you're starting off or buying or, on, or in your middle of your career or you're thinking about selling down the road, you know, and, and at the end of the day, location strategy is the most important critical factor in any ongoing dental practice. You know, your strategic and operating plan isn't something you should look at every five or 10 years. You know, it's something you should be looking at continually. And uh, I was just amazed by how how many different tie-ins that location strategy had into the overall dental practice life cycle. I'll tell you, David, that's what that's what intrigued me about your business was uh, my practice. My dad started. Uh, we've been there 50 years and I practiced 30 years there. And we really we feel like it's a good location, but is it the best location moving forward? So we're we're super excited with the data uh, that you give. Tell me how you tell me how you go about helping a dentist uh, to get to get to some of those answers. Well, you know, Steve, um, what we found is that for the industry as a whole, if the dentist succeeds, the industry succeeds, right? That's true. So. So as you're, as you're helping a dentist, all the lenders and distributors and everybody else that succeed when the dentist succeeds, they have a vested interest in this too. So how we go about helping them is first and foremost, you know, this is my CFO kicking in again, is we need to understand your specific situation and your goals, right? Are you a startup? Are you looking to, are you an existing practice? Are you, is your practice stagnant? Are you looking to double it in five years? Are you kind of on cruise control looking to sell soon? You know, are you looking to bring in an associate and open a new office? You know, a common one is, is your lease up in the next 18 months? That's a big driver of making these kind of decisions. So every, course, every, client, every client you talk to has a different story or a different place. Everyone. So, you know, you can't, 
so you have to we tailor the situation what we do to what their what their strategic situation is okay. um, and then there's two types of data output in the studies that we provide one of them is demographics and that's what when someone in the industry when someone uses the term demographics this is what they think about you know household income and population you know we look at 19 different factors but there's but even more importantly than demographics is competition and what we look when we look at competition, we express this in, in a form of a ratio, and this is somewhat common that you may have heard of this: uh, a ratio of population to practitioners. So, and, and what we do, we call them real ratios, is like what we, is our standard of market saturation. So, for example, a general dentist, if the ratio in any given market, or, or like a three-mile radius, or a fifteen-minute drive time, however you measure that, if the ratio of people to dentists is 2,000 to one, then we know that's a saturated market, which means if you want to start a practice in that market, you better have a really strong business plan and, and, and in your plan, plan on additional marketing and, and stuff like that and, and not plan on growing as fast because you're going to have to cannibalize patients from, from some other guy to grow. You know, so, um, you know, and specialists have their own ratios, you know, an, an orthodontist, doesn't, you know, they need a lot more people to support them than, than a general dentist. And, you know, the, the key thing with this here is that what we do is we do what we call practitioner research because the databases that are out there of all the dentists in the country, there's not enough of a market for people to maintain them, to keep them 100%. Well, there is no 100% accurate database, but even you know, remotely up to date. So what we do is we supplement any kind of any kind of com competition research. We look at we we do some practitioner research to make sure that you know that denominator and that ratio is as the best we can be. So, but but that that competition ratio, um, you know, just for example, we we often find using our process ratios of three, four, five, or six thousand to one that people have no idea it existed because of using the, the technology that I'm gonna talk about here next. Sure, and, and now, now the, does that tie into uh, what is interesting to me, the census block groups? Uh, can you explain that so, so uh, that I would not be able to understand what a census block group is? Yes, sir, 99.9% .9 of the people I ask have no idea what a census block group is. We call them CVGs and basically what happens is the U.S. Census Bureau has broken the country down into 217,000 small, tiny little sections. And actually, when the new census information comes out, that's going to go up to like 230,000. But each block, each CBG has roughly between 500 and 3,000 people, and the average is somewhere around 1,400. So when we are using our engine to accumulate data, if you say, I want to know what you know, the, the total population is and household income or demographics or competition ratios are for a 10 minute drive time from my practice, we're adding up all of the individual little census blog groups in that search area to come up with a total. So it's incredibly precise. You know, you cannot get more precise than that. And actually, with our new engine, we actually can do partial CBGs now, which is even rem more remarkable and make it more precise. Uh -huh. Because not only does it help the numerator of that calculation, but it helps the denominator. So, and and it, the key for that is what is to find what we call pockets. They're pockets of opportunity where 
Okay, so if we're going to do a search to find the best location for to, to, to start a practice or to buy a practice or something like that, we're going to look in a typical suburban area, you may have anywhere from two to 400 census block groups in that 10 to 15 minute drive time. We're going to look at every one of those wow. and do both, do different analysis of that to come up with which ones are going to be the, have the highest ratio and thus pockets that no one else could find. You, you're not going to find them by doing zip code analysis or any other type of, you know, governmental unit analysis. So you chew up, you chew up that data and you spit it out. What, what are you going to give me on the back end as a dentist? What, what, what are you going to give me uh, report wise? We do two types of studies, Steve. Um, you know, one of them is by specific location. We just call it pretty simple location study. You can, okay. Everybody understands that. It's not hard to figure out. Okay, and there's two ways we do that. One of them is we'll evaluate an existing practice to give them a baseline of their current market. Like I said before, sometimes your market can change over time. Your, your demographics can change. Your competition can change. So if you're trying to decide what to do with your current practice, we really recommend you get a baseline evaluation of where you currently stand. So we'll, we'll, we'll look at the 19 demographic factors and the competition ratios and evaluate your market. You know, what's your growth potential? You know, should you stay or should you move or expand or add an office or renew your lease, all that kind of stuff. And, and one other point I want to add for this that, frankly, I think would be industry changing is due diligence. Because most of the formulas for practice valuation these days, you go and look at what the what they're typically like a percentage of, you know, billings or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But to yeah. me, if you're in a market that has high growth potential and all that kind of stuff, you should get a premium on your practice. You know, now some some people don't want to know that because if the numbers are bad, they don't want to disclose it. Well, that's up to them. You know, but if I'm buying something, I would like to know. And and honestly. To me, when I look at patient dispersion, to me, a patient five minutes from my practice is probably worth more than a patient 20 minutes from my practice because I have a much higher percentage, much higher chance of retaining them when they see my smiling face walk into the office to do their teeth rather than the guy they've known for 20 years. So if I'm hearing you, David, that's interesting. That's a that's an angle I never thought about. Really, the buyer and or the seller can use the data and the data is pure. The data is what it is. It is what it is. You know, we yeah. have no skin in the game. The data is what it is, Steve. You're exactly right. And then the second study we do is we call it just a market study. OK, and, you know, so instead of a look individual location, we're looking at a typical market. So, you know, let's say the Indianapolis market, just because that's plenty big and everything you know, like sure. that. So, sure. so if somebody says, I want to, I want to start a practice within a 30 minute drive time of downtown Indianapolis, we're going to look at that whole area. There's probably four or 500 CBGs in that area. And we're going to find the pockets with the least competition and the best demographics. And, you know, and the other thing that we do in that, that most people don't understand is that we filter those results based on what you define as your ideal patient household income. So if you say, I wanna make sure that the average household income in the area that I'm practicing is over 75,000, we can do that. If it's 100,000, we can do that too. It's really any number you want to, because what we don't wanna do is give you really good ratios in an area that's not the best part of town. 
because there's sure. a reason the ratios are high in those parts of town. Nobody wants to practice there. Sure. And we have some Medicaid providers and they may want to choke it down the backwards route. They Absolutely. To... We do that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. We do that all the time. It's well, we're, we're, we're on a podcast. And so our, our listeners are, are uh, expecting a, a time frame here. So uh, is there anything you'd like to give in conclusion uh, to the listeners that, that, that they can learn? Yeah, just, just a couple things. I mean, a lot of this is going to be new to people, but the technology we bring to the location strategy in the dental industry is like going from a flip phone to the newest version of the iPhone. I mean, it's, it's that disruptive because we're bringing world-class tools and technology down to your individual level at a very affordable price. You know, guys, look, I know what it's like. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I know what it's like, you know, you're coming home and talking to a spouse. You're already hundreds of thousand dollars in debt from student loans and you're looking at borrowing another half a million or more to start up a practice. And you just want some certainty. You know, this is an important decision, but you just want some data to kind of support you know, and obviously we make no guarantees, but we're trying to help you maximize the probability of practice growth and creating exponential value. You know, it's all about you and your family's legacy. And uh, from a financial standpoint, we can cut months and months off this, off the decision-making process. Okay. And I guess, Steve, the last thing I would say is just, here's our process that I strongly recommend. Okay. First is you go find the best pockets. Okay. Once you find the pockets, you go look at the top three or four of them and see if they fit your eye. You know, the, all the intangible reasons. Is it in an area like, you know, is it, you know, do you think you could live there? You think you could practice there? Yeah, but you can do that by just driving around. Then and only then do the deep dive on the demographics because the competition is more important than the demographics, but obviously the demographics are still important. But there's no reason to have great demographics, but horrible competition. You don't need to settle for that. Right. And then after you check all three boxes, then you go find a commercial broker and then you start talking to your lender and your distributor and other experts. And then you can decide within that CBG area, do I want to do you want to build or buy or lease whatever makes more sense in your business plan. But most people go out and they do it backwards. They'll hire a broker and they'll drive around for three or four days looking for locations and not knowing if it's a um, you know, a location that makes sense from a, from a strategic standpoint. Well, i tell you what, we've been with David James. He's the CEO of Locate Strategy, and it is an absolute process that, that I think is underutilized in our profession of dentistry. And I think it's one that uh, if you're uh, someone like me that's been in a location for a long time and want to find out if it's a viable location to continue in, or if you're looking uh, for a satellite or you're looking for a new lease, and he went through the different categories, I just, it is so affordable, I, I found it to be, and, and so fair-minded for the information that you get out of the back end of the process. I, I just thought it was valuable information for Indiana Dennis to hear. So David, the last thing I would say is, is okay, I've listened to the whole podcast. How do I, uh, where do I go to get more information about what you presented? Just go to locatestrategy.com www.locatestrategy.com and you can fill out uh, any information. Uh, that's how I found you guys. And, and uh, yep. David is a personal friend of mine and I'll tell you, he has high ethics and uh, I'm very, very impressed and, and uh, pleased that you could be with us tonight, David. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate the opportunity. Have Thank a good evening. Guys.